The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get now to our guest. Maddie Wan is Head of Markets Corporate Investment Banking, APAC at Wells Fargo, uh, on the line for us from Hong Kong. So, I mean, we're looking at uh, stocks rising, bond yields falling ahead of Jackson Hole. As I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, we've heard from a number of Fed speakers as well about how much the Fed will need to keep hiking rates. Just how hawkish do you expect we're going to hear from Jay? We're going to see from Jay Powell, I should say. Hi, good morning. I, I, I actually don't really expect uh, much of a, a solid guidance from Jackson Hole tonight in terms of like how much we're going to hike, they're going to hike in September or where policy rates we're going to be end in the cycle. I think you will probably hear a, a very general rhetoric from the Fed that definitely policy rate need to go higher. They will do whatever it takes, you know, to uh, combat inflation. The reason being is I think the Fed is definitely uh, looking in into the monetary policy in a more a data driven way. And, and, and we were going to get job data on the 2nd of September. We're going to get like the August CPI data, which is a very key data to watch, you know, b- before the uh, September FOMC. So I think they won't leave much of a, uh, a significant guidance tonight. But if that's the case, I, I think the market will continue to see a bit of a relief rally you know, on the back of that. The key, of course, is reining in these inflationary pressures and trying to avoid a recession. What are your views, though, on the likelihood that we could see some kind of uh, big downturn? Yeah, so definitely we have been seeing uh, uh, evidence that inflation is peaking here from the July data. Um, prices actually declined and much broader in nature, like beyond the commodity prices in the, in, in the July CPI data. We're also seeing a slower um, you know, producer, U.S. producer price inflation in, in July, which is a pretty good sign that inflation is peaking. But having said that, right, even you see a, you know, like a softer August inflation data, we still think that the level of inflation here is uncomfortably high. So I think the question is not whether, you know, we are seeing a trend of inflation is going lower or inflation is peaking here, but rather than like, you know, what level of inflation we're seeing at the end of the year, we still think that inflation is sticky. Uh, I think the base case we are forecasting that like you know the core inflation is still about six percent at the year end headline inflation is still about seven percent at the year end so um inflation is going to be sticky here um you know for the rest of the year you touched on on the jobs numbers too i mean how important is the labor market when we look at what we're going to hear from jay powell when you've got the likes of uh long COVID, of course really affecting the market and the fact that uh, these inflationary pressures are very much hitting lower income consumers Right. So I, I think that the job data is definitely very, 
very important data to watch, especially on the wage growth. I think uh, when you when, when I mentioned that inflation is sticky, one of the reason I mean there, there's a couple reason on the back of that, right? With like, you know some of the global supply chain issue, but wage growth is also another um, a reason here. You know for inflation continue to be sticky. Um, you know it, when you look at like some of the data, like you know uh, wage growth, you know before the pandemic or after the pandemic, you know and even though like you know a lot of like job uh, participation of job coming back to us we can still see that wage growth is uh, quite sticky you know at this point um i think it's like you know a lot of this issue that you know causing sticky inflation is very structural changes so wage growth is definitely uh, a very important data point to watch you know from here um uh, uh, in terms of the data I want to get your views as well on, I guess, what we're seeing with the bifurcation of, of China stimulus and the aggressive tightening from the Fed. But just a very quick question in terms of after we're out of Jackson Hole, what assets outperform next week? I think, you know, as what uh, the base case scenario that we're looking at, that not much of a guidance or, you know, a Fed stick to the, the, the usual rhetoric that they inflation, um, they're going to continue to do whatever it takes to inflation. I think market will continue to have a bit of a short term relief rally in stock and, and also um, in the mm -hmm. front end part of the curve, especially on the Treasury. You can see that, like, I think this week there has been uh, quite a, a, a short positions, you know, um, yeah. in, the, in the front end part of the curve. I wanted to pick up on one of the stories Brian was talking about there with the Securities Journal in China reporting that making good use of local government special bond quota would help drive investment and economic growth towards the end of the year. What kind of a pickup could we see uh, in Chinese growth if we're continuing to see the likes of, you know, $146 billion pumped into this economy? I, I, I actually see, you know, it will be a, a little bit of a limited effect. I think what um, will really build confidence to the China market is really to see a clear, um, you know, clarity in terms of the zero COVID policies, um, as, as well as, you know, some of the really targeted measures, you know, to uh, handle the property market situation and some of the uh, leverage, you know, issues you know, that, that that's in China. So I, I would say that I would see, I think it would see limited, you know, um, impact, you know, to the overall China economic growth from here on that. How attractive is the tech space at the moment? We saw Chinese stocks in the US surge on those delisting talks and tech stocks in Hong Kong having the best day in nearly four months, but this is a sector that has been battered very heavily, been battered uh, since those highs we saw in uh, early 2021. Yeah, again, sorry, like I, I, I don't have much comment on the text, you know, uh, okay. topic here, but yes, uh, on the China market. On the China markets, you're seeing, okay, a little bit of concern still. Uh, when we look at the, that, I guess, right. divergence between uh, what you're seeing with stimulus from China and then, of course, this aggressive uh, tightening from the Fed, uh, one of our reporters has said this creates a potential Goldilocks scenario for a handful of exporter countries. I know you've been looking quite closely at the commodity space. Uh, where do you see some upside in some of these exporter countries? Yeah, so definitely, I think I think you know there there has been a bit of a, a change in terms of you know commodity. Uh, I think like commodity actually is is quite an important driver, you know, on the FX market here, um, especially you know when uh, U.S. is continuing to ramp up the export of crude oil and gas, you know, in in recently, um, which actually you know gives us uh, a bit of a, a a call that like you know dollar strength will be continuing to the rest of the year, you know, compare. Um, 
you know, to 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 the uh, rest of the world here. So, um, I think con uh, another comment about commodity is like I think there's still a, a bit of room to grow to run for commodity. Uh, we also look into like commodity prices tend to decline, you know, post you know, after you know U.S. economy going to recession, which is the base case for us into like sec second half of next year. So I think like between now and then, commodities still you know have a bit of a room to run from here. When do we say peak dollar? I think we we're going to see peak in dollar at the end of this year. Uh, again, you know, uh, a couple of reasons, you know, besides the terms of trade and the commodity prices that I mentioned here, where U.S. continue to ramp up the export, you know, of commodity here compared to say U.K. and Europe are uh, uh, net commodity importer. And I also still think that like U.S. has a little bit more room to tighten or to, to hike rate uh, compared, you know, to Europe and U.K. from here, and that also drive that uh, dollar strength until the end of the year but going into 2023 i think you know dollar probably will enter into a cyclical weakness um, against most of the currencies given that us will probably slip into a recession in the second half of the year and have to unwind some of the rate hikes so Amanda, just finally uh, just a little bit more of your thoughts on you're saying being cautious with risk assets but you quite like fixed income that's correct. I think compare. I think for the rest of the year, it will be still a very tough and challenging year for risk asset to perform. Um, definitely, you continue uh, to rise a little bit into the end of the year. But I think um, dollar continue to stay strong, and dollar fixed income in the front end, short duration, seems is the best pick. You know, for now. Mandy, thank you so much for your time. Mandy Wan, head of markets, corporate investment banking, APAC at Wells Fargo, joining us from Hong Kong. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.